Um, hi everyone, welcome to Drunken Sisters Review. I'm Ann Dahl, this is my sister Mary, and this week we are reviewing The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yay! And I need a drink because I am losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually been talking a lot. Even though you're just coming in on this, we've been talking for... Just for weeks, so by, your weeks by your standard. Uh, so, uh, the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, I think we both watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm -hmm. old school, with the Melissa I watched Joan the Harge. original movies. Even the, Oh, yeah, I remember the original yeah. movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. I think I have a couple of them on DVD for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. And I think these have been on Netflix for over a year now. Year and a half, maybe two. Two, two, I think. I don't know. Because uh, um, there's were three seasons in. Yeah, and, but they did like winter yeah, no. seasons and Christmas seasons and like. Stuff no, like that. they would do a season, then they do like a Christmas episode. But they're like the they're like British. Yeah, I seasons. think it's. I, don't I know. think it's not quite every six months, but I don't think it's it's one a year. Right. And so we decided to kind of do this one. This is our Halloween one, right? No, this is the week after Halloween. The week last after Halloween. Halloween. Okay, this is our week after Halloween special. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think part of what brought it on is uh, recently Netflix has said that they're going to release at some point in 2021, as all release dates are currently at uh, some point in the future, doing a final season of Sabrina. Uh, Potentially not the final season, but the final season with Netflix. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because uh, I, the last we heard, and it may be different by the time this airs, God um, HBO was looking into the possibility of picking up Sabrina. The only worry I have about HBO picking it up is HBO usually tends to add pornography into it, which I'm not entirely against pornography. All I'm right. just saying it would kind of ruin this particular show. I think it would be kind of... I, I don't think they could go completely pornographic, like uh, the complete nudity like HBO does. I think it would be almost like when Lucifer switched from Fox to Netflix, to Netflix, where, it's where just it was a, a little yeah. more, like, but a, not, not like, full frontal. Yeah, which I which, think you could do that, absolutely. And, but when, and yeah. Sabrina already has, like, you see Lucifer's butt, like, half a dozen times. Like, and now that's really confusing since I was talking about Lucifer in the show, too, but Lucifer I haven't watched the most recent season in a while. In the, so, in the it, season but... where Lucifer looks like a man instead of, like, a goat demon, mm -hmm. he's naked a few times, oh. and you get to see his butt full-on, like, a three or four times at least. Oh wow, it's been a little while since I watched that one. So unlike the mid-90s television show, um, <laughs> Yeah, so was... if you have not seen Sabrina, but you've, or the new Sabrina, but you've seen the old one, they're nothing alike. Not at all. So uh, yeah, the mid-90s TV show was very much a TGIF sort of style. Um... It was very lighthearted, mm -hmm. very um, campy, as we've said before. Yeah. It was not meant to be uh, great acting. It was meant to be jokes and just to be silliness. Yeah. And it was meant for preteen audiences and and not remotely satanic in any way, shape, or form. It also had a failure to have consistency in storyline. <laughs> like it would just yeah. suddenly bounce all over the place, and they would switch out actors sometimes, and they reuse actors for different characters, and it was just. You know, people were watching it, so they kept going. It was a TGIF style yeah. show, and it was fun. And okay. it, it's like considering how low budget, how little precision, how little control they really, mm -hmm. like they had over it. 
it went on for such a long time too but i think it was just because it was so cheesy and so silly and it was magical episodes where like the violent fems are on there and you're like this is right you didn't catch it when you're 12 but when you're 20 and you're like um like I, because I was listening not to music genre, at that time, but... and I was not a Violent Femmes fan because they always, the way they sing, they sound like they're about to throw up with the way they say certain words. Like, that's how the majority of their lyrics are about masturbation. So I mean, right, there comes yeah. a point where you just don't. So have when the that same. episode came out, I was actually like, oh god. <laughs> at the same time, you know, like Salem's character in the original show. He tried to take over the world. And, and he made some cat. really sexist, oh, sex-based yeah. jokes, you know, like, and, yeah. Wasn't at some point, like, Harvey or somebody addicted to drugs or alcohol or something? I don't remember, too, possibly. To do one of those PSA moments. That one was wholesome <laughs> in comparison to, to the new uh-huh. one. But I, I mean, when they first announced that they were remaking Sabrina, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, this is going to be... Probably really horrible, or at least really horrible to an adult. I I was willing to try it. I was like, willing to. I was, I was planning on watching it no matter be. what mm-hmm. to give it a chance. Well, I heard that it was going to be horror based. It wasn't going to be the. <clears> well, thing. when they like, first well, announced that they didn't come out with that, they just said that they were going to remake Sabrina, mm-hmm. and that was the big news. And everybody's like, "You mean this Sabrina?" <laughs> And and then eventually, because a lot of people, I think because a lot of people were like, I can't really see the Sabrina the Teenage Witch TV show that we're used to. Oh yeah, they could have never like, redone it like that. Yeah, and so everybody was reacting really badly to it because they were thinking of the witch. And they were like, no, 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 we're talking, one, yeah. the comic strip, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which I know jack crap about. I'm... Which, for those who don't know, is, was originated in the Archie comics and then spun off. But then they also, I think right before they made The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and the Teenage Witch, they created a comic series of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. And that's where the darker imagery comes from, Mm. the darker storyline. They, somebody um, revamped the Sabrina comic, and that's from that that they made the show. Okay, that makes sense. And so when I found that out, and I saw some of the early images, I was like, Okay, I'm definitely in. I really hope mm-hmm. this is as good as it looks. And I really like it, despite being pagan. Oh, well, yeah. So, no. most... So, I'm I'm pagan. I'm a witch. Um, and most people in the pagan community, and uh, especially uh, people of the satanic church, have very negative feelings towards this show. Well, the satanic church sued the show. Yes, well that's because they use direct imagery so yeah, there the, is the a statue, copyright issue. Yeah, that's why in season 2 or season 3 the statue's destroyed because they lost the lawsuit because they directly copied the traveling statue from the satanic church. Even though I like the show, it is problematic in that sense because it does reinforce certain ideas about Satanism being evil um, and if you know anything about Satanism, not to say not to encourage or discourage Satanism, I'm saying you if you actually know about Satanism, it has nothing to do with Christianity, it has nothing to do with evil. Um, that is more of a sensationalized bastardization of Christianity than it is of the actual Satanic Church. But it creates, it continues that uh, dialogue that Satanism is evil and they worship the devil and all that stuff, whereas they worship the concept of free will and to go against the system if the system is a system that is yeah, negative and all not, that. Yeah, I don't know 
much, if really, anything about the Satanic Church, uh, but would I, hearing that, if that is really the way they feel, they would definitely be pissed off about the show. All right, and then along <clears throat> those lines, season three goes into making pagans out to be evil too, and <laughs> even though they kind of turn towards a different kind of paganism to save them, and so it's like, um, I'm vaguely insulted. I still love this show, but I'm vaguely insulted. <laughs> But yeah, so, but as I was saying, the Sabrina is problematic in that sense because it does continue the imagery and the story that people who are pagan or Satanists are monsters or evil or right. dealing with demons. And that's yeah. not an accurate portrayal of real world situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take this aside and think of the Satanists and the pagans in the show as fantasy creatures and not representative of real world people who right. use those terms. Um, it's a very interesting story and I really enjoy right. it and I'd love to see more. And I think you can also argue <clears throat> in many ways that, you know, as an outsider from those, um, those beliefs that I can definitely see how that would be insulting. Like I said, the, the, the satanic church, particularly since Sabrina is claiming itself as some version of a satanic church mm -hmm. and specifically espouses and then violates those ideas of, of freedom um, in that church. Uh, us, if you look at it too, the characters in there, um, yeah, there's some very distinctly like old school classic evil satanist characters mm. um but like sabrina and her aunts and her cousin and so many other characters at the school the morality is not no it is not the traditional judeo-christian button-up laced up but the morality is um gray and mm. and and doesn't really it, it, it's not about trying to say exactly well I don't know what you're trying to say but one of the things I would say is that my what I really take from Sabrina is that it's a, a story of um, how humans in particular like to buck one system to create a new equally sub, or uh, subjugating yeah. and mm -hmm. controlling and, mm -hmm. and a confining system so like they became the history of their coven of their church is that they left Christianity because it had all these rules and it was controlling and it was cruel and it was all this stuff. It was uh, subjugating women in particular and right. making them, you know, all this stuff. And then this and idea that the satanic church was going to free them. And then they built up a new system or the, mm -hmm. um, and got trapped in the same stuff, but with a different image. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's, there's a lot of commentary that people who are maybe a little bit more sober than we are could really come into um, as far <laughs> as, as that aspect where it's like these two, in the show, these two uh, con uh, uh, conflicting but actually really parallel church systems of the, if you take Christianity to that very strict old school um, puritanical Mm -hmm. uh, styling, which is what they're after, because they're not really promoting that either in there, because you have a, the the human world is representative of that strict puritanical Christianity idea where mm -hmm. you fit into your box and you don't get out of it, um, or you're punished and you go to hell. Mm -hmm. And then you have the the satanic box in the show as well that is really just the same thing 
as that deeply puritanical, you know, yeah, they have a lot more sex and they do more drugs and stuff, right. but these some uh, you're still trapped in your box. Yeah. And you're still not allowed out of that box. And and so I think Sabrina's character is is the one that's sitting there going like you guys neither of these things are cool. Right. And I don't have to be evil. I don't have to be pure. I have to do life in a way that that makes sense and mm-hmm. uh, um, and I guess Aunt Hilda is kind of that way too yeah uh, yeah she is kind of outside the system but I think she's more she's still trapped by the system yeah I feel like she's more like she her outside the system is more incidental like she's not consciously choosing to be outside the system most of the time I think mm-hmm. in the show she starts to be more so yeah. Um, but like a lot of the things she's done that caused her to get to that point beforehand that made her get um, uh, excommunicated and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. were accidental. They weren't conscious choices to be outside the system. She was a people pleaser, and that's kind of what led her to. And she was mm-hmm. interacting with people who were inside and outside. But I think she was a people pleaser, and I think that's definitely there, but she also sits down and. Uh, I think that doesn't give her enough credit in her life in a lot of ways because her people pleasing, yes, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely stuff that she got beaten into submission in certain ways, but she's also incredibly intelligent and incredibly capable. And right. she makes choices to protect her family. Yeah. I think is the biggest aspect. And so Yeah, she, and I would say there's power goal. in that. And mm-hmm. I, I like her character mm-hmm. and but I do think that at least early in the show, her choices are not as active choices. Mm-hmm. She um, she makes choices within what people make available to her. I think so, but then you see little insights, even in the first season, and like she chose to um, go with Sabrina's mother, and she right. chose to. Uh, but that's that, go that and, still and falls witness. within the what people make available to it, her. You like, think so? But she, she probably could have just as easily turn around and told told Zelda. She could have just as easily right. gone against it. She could have just as easily said no. But she do something. She was deeply against what she'd been taught to do, and she went to do it anyway. I get the impression the though that she wouldn't have had that connection to the the mortal realm. Um, the mortal people. No, but she, if she hadn't been made available through her brother marrying, them. I I get that. But she made the choice to actively go against literally everything she'd been taught. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think a lot of de- like the way she reacts to when she gets in trouble for it when she announces it. She's like, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was just a mom who had worries. I thought, you know, and so like to yeah. her, it was just no big deal. So okay, but that can also be her trying to save her own ass in the yeah. Church. But I, just it's saying, possible. Like, oh, I didn't realize when I played. It's she possible, but nothing else that she's done suggests like except she's so knowledgeable. She's yes. so aware of everything that goes on around her that she almost feels like a character that she plays her part. And she plays it so well, people don't realize what she's doing in the background. Because she's willing to go behind everybody's mm. back and okay. do her own thing. So it is possible, but I don't think that they've definitively shown that. Mm-hmm. There are little things that I could say do support that a little mm-hmm. bit. Like when she was helping the ghost kids, mm-hmm. and she was like, you want revenge. Yeah. Or when she um, killed the one witch that was messing with Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, she she has that 
killer instinct in there. She does have the ability to make those choices to, to do something severe. But I also think that that's only when pushed to a certain... Right. I, I think I think otherwise she just kind of floats. She just kind of... I, I think that... I don't know if in the... I don't know. I've known enough people that pretend to float. And you know what's going on behind there. And once you uh, realize what's going on behind their head, then you don't always trust the people that float anymore. And I think she's she's a benevolent floater, in right. my opinion. She she doesn't want to have to stick her hand in when she doesn't want to. She wants to be more positive, but she's aware of everything that's happening right. around her. And when she's ready to step in, she's going to step in. And, and it's I not going to be on her behalf. I think that's the thing. Is she doesn't step in on her behalf. Right. I, I do think that if we do get that fourth season, we might actually get to see mm -hmm. that. Like, if that will be clarified one way or the other because of what happened with Cersei and Cerberus. Mm -hmm. um, she was pushed into, like, she was pushed beyond anything mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, so I think that even though things kind of got cleaned up and got better at the mm -hmm. end of the last season, I think that she now has it in her to be more outwardly that person. Like, she's yeah. reached her point where she's like, I'm not. Yeah. So if she is that kind of person, mm -hmm. it will show, hopefully show more in the fourth season. But I don't know. Um, I don't feel like there's been enough, like, I do feel like there's been character development and that she started to break away and she's dating Cerberus and she's in a different room and she might, you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, she's pulling away from her sister to be her own person. But I don't think that they've shown enough to actually be able to say for sure whether she is consciously making these choices or if she is if she was previously I unconsciously. Think, I think she was programmed to make those choices to her family mm -hmm. and not to herself. Mm -hmm. And so now she's learning that she can make those choices for her own self as well and defend her own self. I think that's the character development. When you look at particularly protecting Sabrina, protecting her sister, protecting her family, she's 100% aware of what's going around her and how to fix it and how to change it and what to do. Mm -hmm. Like that, she never has, she's got the answer and she knows where to move forward to. And to add to your argument, the when they dealt with Batty Bat, she does show a more clarity of mind and mm -hmm. ability to handle the Yeah, Zelda breaks. Right. Zelda full on breaks. And, and she is able to think and move through forward in, in, in a way that Zelda can't. Though, to be fair, though, Zelda's trauma in the... I would find her trauma in the dreams more than... Or, so she lost her sister, period. Whereas it was right. more of a, well, like yeah. a horrific annoyance. Is what I think I it's different, in. though, because for... I mean, it's the, not yeah, a it's, horrific annoyance for her. It is the complete... Loss of her uh, no, I anonymity, don't... or not her, her anonymity, yeah. her um... independence. Thank you. Uh, and uh, no, I do think it's still a horror and still a trauma, and she has she showed a clarity, but um, it was a continuation of a trauma she was already experiencing. It so was she an was already celebration of a yeah. trauma she's already experiencing. The whereas if Zelda is a freedom for Hilda, right? Yeah, but and that's what I'm, what I'm saying. That was a continuation of a trauma she's already begun dealing with. Whereas mm -hmm. Zelda never even contemplated leave, losing, uh, Hilda, or yeah. 
Hilda. Hilda. Mm -hmm. My brain is like, this is not working right. Um, right. And she so the loss, that mm -hmm. loss was so severe and so out of nowhere for her mm -hmm. that it wasn't something she was prepared to handle. Mm, that's true. So that's my only argument with that because yeah. I think they are both equally strong just in different ways. Yeah, I, I honestly, me personally, I think Hilda's a stronger character than Zelda. I think, I think they both haven't been tried, and that's what the the, the character development was, mm. is that they were and they were finding how to be that strong person that they are. Yeah. Um. In, in and not have those safety nets that they had before. That's true. Yeah. So I think, to me, I think they are equally strong, but just in very different ways. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I think, um, you know, it's. I guess it's easier to see Hilda as somebody you want to associate with. Right. Hilda's a nicer person. Well, and, the, and so what I see is that they're opposites, too, is that Hilda was the open-minded, but not self, like, mm -hmm. you know, whereas Zelda was the other way, where she was closed-minded, but she was very self-confident, self, and well, there... Well, actually, though, Zelda is, is super unconfident. Like, Zelda is broken as a person. She has yeah, no... Yeah, but she has learned she how is, to speak up for herself, which is what Hilda needs to learn to do. She feels that she has power in comparison to others, but, um... She is, when, when Zelda is scolded in any way, shape, or form, and she's done. Right. She crumbles. But she like crumbles. That's, that's something, and that's partially because she hasn't experienced it as much as Hilda has. Yeah. But the, I feel like Hilda is finding that outward self-confidence mm -hmm. that Zelda had. Zelda had outward self-confidence. Um, but she's gaining that... Um, open-mindedness that Hilda had. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of gaining each other's features and that's what's making them stronger characters. True. No, I can see that for sure. I guess uh, uh, going to Sabrina too, like um, Sabrina has the advantage and disadvantage in her character as being the heroine. Yeah, but I... Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about Sabrina, and I think that that's, it works for the show. Yeah, I um, mean, it keeps the show going forward. Like I said, the advantage and the disadvantage. She's both the hero, because she's going to ultimately do the right thing, but she does some really shit yeah, but things I, 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 I was going to say, I'm right not sure thing. you could actually call her the hero, because that's the problem, is she is the main character, and she does heroic things, but she also does some really crappy mm -hmm. things. And that's that's what's making the story, is that she is not good, She's not evil. Well, and that's the whole point. The entire point of this thing is is the moral... Greatness. Greatness, yeah. yeah. The, what is morality and what does it mean? Right. And, and um, you know, there's definitely things in there, so many things in there where you're like, well, that ain't moral, like, right. that's wrong, and it ain't gray. Um, but uh, the reality is, like, human morality is deeply shaded. And... Right. Uh, and to look at it from one perspective versus another perspective um, is what this entire thing is about and mm -hmm. what's right, what's wrong. Is it the context that matters? Is it the action that matters? Is it the result that matters? What makes it what makes it right, wrong, right, or nothing? And is does morality actually exist? I mean, is this just uh, back to what we've talked about before about the social theater? 
um, if our, like, the majority of morality is culture-based. It's what we create to uh, encourage certain cultural behavior. Mm-hmm. But is all morality that? Like, is, yeah. I mean, most people can agree on things like murder is wrong, but then what they, constitutes murder? Yeah, then you get that gray area mm-hmm. of is all taking a life murder or is it, you know, when you take a life out of anger or out of, you know, yeah. where's the line? Is there a line? And if you look at it from a scientific perspective, is it wrong? Like, because it's a form of uh, population control. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that I am saying that that's a good thing, but I'm just saying that if you are talking about the flimsiness of the construct of morality, mm-hmm. um, that is something you have to keep in mind, is that when discussing morality, we're discussing it from a deeply ingrained sense of what is moral. So mm-hmm. it's hard to get beyond it and say morality doesn't exist or maybe something that we consider moral isn't necessarily immoral mm-hmm. or moral, you know, you know, it's, um, it's hard to break down the system that is the basis of what we consider being human. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, um, I don't know how much of a diatribe we want to get on, on as far as morality and what <laughs> it means and all that jazz, but it's, uh, it's one of those interesting topics where there's definitely certain things where the, the, you know, the church of night and the show, you're like, yeah, you don't eat. You don't eat people. All right. Yeah. Um, like, you don't choose to do that. That's not a thing that you do on a Sunday. Like, right. And the, I will say that to argue that the, the process, the, that ceremony is wrong. Mm-hmm. The source of the ceremony is where it's complicated yeah. because she, Volunteered. Yeah, she sacrificed herself to save the others. Right, and right, you know, and that's the thing. It's like I'm not gonna sit there and say, yeah, there have been times in human history where it's like, yeah, cannibalism's the needed thing right now. Right, Um, and that is a thing. I'm sorry, people. It's an unpopular opinion, probably, but um, basically, America wouldn't be here without cannibalism. Um, so. There, I mean, there are so many instances in cannibalism across, like, in almost every culture. Absolutely, every, every culture has an instance of cannibalism and, and unnecessary cannibalism. But yeah, I was gonna say that um, there's not just unnecessary, unnecessary cannibalism, but, necessary. Uh, but it, it's 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 there, and it, it, that's you know that's the thing with morality. If you take the the trail far enough down the dark path, you're gonna find a time where that inexcusable thing has an excuse. Mm-hmm. And and I think that. But if you take morality to such a strict sense, you are going to also self-destruct. Mm-hmm. Um, life cannot exist in this extreme moral sense because there are going to be instances where you have to make that gray choice or even worse mm-hmm. to survive to have your your people you love survive to have your uh species survive yeah yeah and uh so i i think it's it creates some really interesting conversations that sense and they put it in the format of horror so you can really sit down, you know, like we're doing, and we're nitpicking everything like that, or you can just enjoy it as a wonderful horror experience, where you're like, oh, that's crazy. Um, Which is fine, (laughs) that's a great way to experience this show as as well, probably better than psychoanalyzing it, honestly. Um, I don't know, I I mean, but that's us, we love to psychoanalyze, we love the deeper thought and to pick things apart, to find 
new depths to what we're, we're talking about. I also like here. to zombify in front of a good show and just be like, yeah. it's funny. So, one thing, <laughs> I am kind of sad they didn't develop more, but like I get it at the same time because it makes sense with the story that they actually had, mm. but was Adam. The, the human, like the not, not Lilith's original Adam, but the uh, Mary's Adam. Um, yeah, uh, Wesley. Wesley, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know. He will forever be Wesley, Wesley from know, Buffy. Everything he shows And something. he is married to Willow. Is he? Yeah. That? <laughs> That's <Yeah>. weird. Um, <laughs> because they will always be Wesley and Willow, so, you know, yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's weird to think of them married. They have friends and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, I actually liked him as Adam, and I was kind of rooting for him, and I wanted... I was really offset, because, like, part of you, you're like, yeah, he's cool, and then the other... I was always waiting for him to turn, like, right. nasty. That's what I was well, waiting for. That's... And maybe it was because he's kind of, like, he was, like... Thinking of the original Miss Wardwell, who's dead. All right. Um, but uh, he came back in, and he was just like, we're going to come, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to go. And I'm like, you're kind of a dick. And right. I'm like, in that essence, I did not like him. Yeah, but you don't, I mean, like, you kind of get it, but you kind of, you don't have enough of the backstory to actually judge on that one, because it might have sure. been that he was already a part of Doctors Without Borders. And they became a part of each other's life after that. Right. I don't know. And so, so there's not enough. And like, well, and that's because they want you to kind of get that vibe for Lilith to be like, that's what you are. You are. Mm -hmm. And then like every time she's like, oh, so you're like, and she's like, no, no, no. Whatever you want. That's true. Um, so I think that they, they wanted you to kind of feel like he was going right. to turn and that And then other... at the end, he was like, no, I want you to come with me. I want right. to be with you. And when like, and like when she said, I didn't want to marry you. And he's like. Like, he looks like he's about to get really upset about it, and he goes, that's okay, because that's not what this is about. I want you, and if you're not okay with marriage, then mm -hmm. that's okay. Right. Because that's not what this is about. Marriage, to me, was going to be, we're together, we are promising each other that we're going to be together, and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And that we will continue to be there for each other, so if you're not okay with the structure of marriage, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, which... I love because that's kind of what Chris and I were like at the mm -hmm. beginning. Um, we did eventually get married and it was more for um, paperwork purposes uh, because we were going to stay together anyways, mm -hmm. but I don't believe in the the legal institute of marriage. I mm -hmm. think that that's, that causes so many complications. Um, so, so when he did that, I was like, I like you even more. And then, and then he's gone and I was actually kind of hoping that they would continue his storyline to the point that he found out Lilith was Lilith. Mm. And to see... Because I, like... I know that if that were to happen, he would actually turn. Like, there would be a point. Mm -hmm. Because there just can't be the redemption of Lilith with the way she is and everything. Yeah. Um, and the way the show is. Yeah. So I wanted to see that. I wanted mm -hmm. to see a little more of that play. I wanted to see... Who he would be under the extreme circumstances. Yeah. Um, and it was Wesley, so like I was getting a kick of the fact that he was there, and I wanted to like, and he was, and you kind of wanted him to be there, and so like it, a lot of times, and he's popped up in other things. I haven't really gotten attached to his other characters. He usually ends up playing like a total asshat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so, and I was kind of, and I think that they were playing on that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of why they picked him is because they wanted you to get that feeling like mm-hmm. you had, like Lilith was supposed to have in the show, that he was going to turn out to be that total asset yeah. and disappoint her and, and give her reason to want him dead and mm-hmm. everything. And he never did. And so, so I wanted him to last longer. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting where they went with Lilith and, and everything like that, where she ended up being able to take control of how the way that she did. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where that kind of leads, if that stays the way that it is, if somehow they've contained Satan mm-hmm. and and it actually lasts. Because um, I've always enjoyed kind of the, the Satan mythology. It's a fun mythology to mm-hmm. play with. Um, and, and go around with, but uh, it's uh, it definitely some weird ass turns in this show, which right. is fun. I mean, you're sitting there going like, where the hell are you people going with right. this? And that was that was strange. That was a that was a thing, like <laughs> <laughs> which is the fun that they play with the horror genre in a way that is is old school horror uh-huh. um, you know it's it's not a slash em up but it's nasty and there's some gross stuff in there where you're like i don't like yeah that. <laughs> icky. icky nasty and there's there is so much that can be said about sabrina and each of the mm-hmm. characters because each character is very unique i um i really love um prudence and i love mm-hmm. um Oh my god, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Nick the, Scratch? No, uh, no, Nick actually gets on my nerves sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, their cousin, um, Ambro- Ambro- Oh yeah, Ambrose! Ambrose. Yes, yes. Ambrose. He's I'm cool. Like, I like him. <laughs> because he's, he's emotional and mellow all at the same time. Right. Like, he's, he's, he's a little bit broken, but in a sweet way. And he maneuvers through the greatness of the morality a lot more smoothly and than I other characters. And I part of that, you know, he tried to blow up the Vatican. Um, so, and right. he's had a lot of time to, um, Thinking think. through, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's learning his lessons. He, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and I think because he's had to have a lot more, like, in that, it, just thinking. I mean, that's, a lot of people avoid really thinking, looking within, mm-hmm. because they have... The ability to go out to do things to hang out with people and he He's has that taken yeah, away so no distraction so he has to have had and that's part of why in the the third season too that he's one of the survivors and hasn't gone completely mm-hmm. nuts in that one um future edition or future yeah. version yeah um because he that. already has that background in being able to handle that solitude yeah. and that yeah well and i think not only that but he he ended up in a place where i think a lot of people don't have when you get stuck and you have to go backward and you get pushed down um after making a massive mistake he he has somebody like hilda mm. he has the family that as dysfunctional as they often are that are still supportive of each other, that are still going to be like, yeah, you screwed up, you mm-hmm. jacked up hardcore, learn your lesson, and move on. And um, and then he has, you know, because we don't know exactly when Ambrose got put into house arrest, but it's been a significant right. period of time. So he may have helped, which is weird, he may or may not have helped raise Sabrina. Like, that's kind of right. unclear at this point. Right, at what yeah. Point he came in. Yeah, and... I don't know how much of the house arrest was necessarily with them. 
Right, if that's more recent, if he got... It, right. Right, so it, it's sort of unclear exactly. It, it's kind of Ambrose and um, uh, Salem are sort of separated... Is the because the character of Salem uh -huh. in the original show was under house arrest? Right. Yeah. And I I see that too. Yeah. It's like they decided to instead of having a talking cat, which I I think fits better for this. Yes. Even though Salem does talk the first episode, you get to hear. He him talk. says yeah. He says a couple things. Right. Uh, and, and then from Gollum's then on out, only Sabrina can hear what mm -hmm. he's saying. Or not Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. Gollum and Gollum are different things. Right. Um, but, uh, and so, yeah, I, I noticed, too, that Ambrose is the split of that character. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, forgot where I was going to go. I feel like Ambrose is kind of there to actually be the angel on her shoulder most of the time. He's he the is. voice of logic. Yeah, he is. He's the one that comes in and he's like, this is wrong. You've done wrong. You've crossed the line. Right. And you need to fix it. And, um... And Which is interesting, because he is that... And this is why I say he moves that, that, that... Through that moral grayness a lot more smoother. Mm -hmm. He has a concept of where that line is, mm -hmm. though. And... And they don't give you a clear understanding of exactly what happened when he tried to blow up the Vatican. No. no, they're just like, he tried to blow up the Vatican, and this is very wrong. And you're like, well, yeah, of course it is. But you're like, but I mean, you people eat babies, so what right, exactly yeah. what happened? Yeah, you do kind of, and that, that I'm wondering it if it's... you guys all halt the crap. I, I imagine the Church of Night was like, you almost exposed us. Yeah, I was going to say that that was probably, and that was probably the intent of it, too. But that's the lesson that Ambrose has learned. Right. Is what I get from it. He get he has a real legitimate moral compass right. change. But that's because of he and he discusses it a little about what caused him to get there was that he was misled by a a would be father figure and he was again with uh, Faustus. Mm -hmm. um, and he but yeah it. he recognized it because he had been there before. Mm -hmm. Since there is so much that we can talk about Sabrina and we have a limit on time and everything and we, we probably make these videos longer than people actually want to watch in the first place, um, we're probably going to, to stop it there. Um, we like Sabrina. There are issues from a cultural, outside cultural standpoint yeah. uh, that some people may not be aware of, so understand that there are some people who are against the show because mm -hmm. of that. but. From an enjoyable standpoint, from a creative standpoint, if it weren't for that, I would completely love Sabrina. From somebody, yeah, as somebody who's not an outsider and, and not culturally affected by the content, um, I did find it because I, I enjoy basically playing with all mythologies of all kinds, so it doesn't bother me, but um, I, I really enjoyed that. It's horror. If you like horror, it's really fun. Um, because it's 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 fun horror. Everything kind of gets resolved more or less. There's definitely some fun stuff in there. Humor um, and the characters good. are complex. And I, I just yeah, you should watch it. Just be aware that it's not accurate depictions of Satanists or pagans. <laughs> right. <laughs> or history or Christians or <laughs> yeah. It's it's not really accurate in any way, shape, don't, or form. Don't take it serious and don't use it to inform your ideas of people who have Jesus. Right. Enjoy it as comedic horror. Yes. I, that's the way I would go. It's comedic horror and enjoy it that way. Um, so we'll stop there for this one. Um, 
If you like the video, please hit the like button. If you want to see more videos like this, hit subscribe. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about Sabrina, about our videos, about things you'd like to see. Just put them down below. Be nice, be respectful, and we would be glad to respond to your comments too. Yes, please. Um, and next week we will be talking about the book, uh, The uh, Deadly De School. Deadly Education. Deadly Education. Sorry. The deadly School. That's I, a terrible title. No, yes, it is. I was like, that sounds right. Deadly Education. Deadly Education. <laughs> um, so come back, come hear our thoughts on that. And we're going to be probably drunker than ever before because we're filming four in one night. So um, we're two bottles of wine, a huge thing of Bellinis. Yeah. <clears throat> so we are definitely going to keep going. And um, hopefully you'll come back to hear more. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. So, bye. bye! Look, we are all absolutely stupid mm -hmm. and spectacular.